0: Erd here. You got that? You got what I did there? Yeah. Weekdays at noon on FM 96.9. FM 96.9. The Game. WYGM Orlando. WJRR HD2 Cocoa Beach Orlando. The home of the UCF Knights. Fox Sports Trending. A couple games going on
1: right now in Major League Baseball. Phillies leading in Chicago over the Cubbies 9-6. Twins all over the Angels 8-2. And that fair Miguel Sano, a home run in that contest. Giants doubling up the Braves 4-2. And then earlier today, Yankees taking care of business in Baltimore.
0: Severino leads our first very short lead. Pitch is chopped up the middle. LeMahieu touches second. Throws to first. In time. Double play. Ball game over. Yankees win Yankees win. The Yankees
1: Radio Network 6'5 was the final. Josh Bell hit his 16th home run of the season for Pittsburgh, and they beat the Rockies 14-6 in the NBA. No Kevin Durant for the Golden State Warriors, at least for game one of the finals. The team announced today. He was a part of the NBA's all NBA team. Second team that is. Steph Curry goes to the first team, though. I'm David Gascon. We are broadcasting live from the Don Mealy Sport Mazda Studio. Sport Mazda, Orlando's Mazda Superstore, offering a lifetime warranty, five-day return privilege, and no dealer fee on new Mazdas. FM 96.9 The Game and iHeart Radio Station.
2: The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of iHeart Media, its management, or advertisers.
1: Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it
3: is fascinating.
0: laying down that big old fairway don't want no hackers to get my way the boys of me got a big NASA are going people to it drive it's the golf insiders giving you the inside scoop on all things golf now here are your golf insiders on fm 96.9 the game
4: Hello, Orlando, you're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of Ultimate I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Jeff Shane. Man, uh, we've both come in from being on the road this week, Jeff, and I made that lovely trip from Disney to Maitland and... It's like the fairways of Beth Page. <laughs> narrow. Don't swerve left or right. Don't hook it. Don't let the 20 to 25 mile an hour winds, which were blowing my little soft top Jeep all over the place. Yeah, really. I felt like one of Brooks Kepka's drives
5: <laughs> on the back nine Sunday. As was once told to me in Atlanta, and you know how narrow those lanes can get. Sometimes the only way to change lanes is to get somebody to switch cars with you.
4: Oh my goodness! Um, and nobody
5: wants to up, or wants wants to allow me to upgrade. So yeah,
4: I hear you. So wow, um, Brooks Kepka. <laughs> woo!
5: Back All the guy back, does is win majors.
4: Back to back PGA, back to back U.S. Open, back to back in Long Island, and I was there for both of them. What a treat! But you know we've been. We've been high on Brooks for a while. Let's toot our horns here at the Golf Insiders. Okay. Um, while others were perhaps looking the other way, not giving Brooks his due, um, I, you know, never had a doubt.
5: He certainly, I think, puts himself in the mix for any major between now and, what do you think, 2030? thirty. He's got certainly got the mentality for it. He understands that you just gotta hang around, don't make huge mistakes. you don't have to go chase birdies even at Aaron Hills yeah it's nice to rack up birdies when you can, but you don't have to go chasing them and all you got if as long as you hang around, then figure out where you are at the end of at the end of the front nine on Sunday and do what you got to do and uh, this was a little different it it went from a coronation to a roller coaster ride, but he still found a way to take care of it, uh, maybe a little help down the stretch from Dustin Johnson, although you can't expect anybody, Dustin Johnson included, to play a perfect Sunday round of golf at Bethpage. So a mishit, wrong time, but uh, Dustin Johnson did a heck of a job putting some pressure on Brooks down the final hour.
4: Yeah, what Brooks said is, I challenge anybody to go play this golf course in 15 to 20 mile an hour winds and see what they shoot. DJ played a hell of a round.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know what I'd shoot on that golf course if the, uh, if the winds were up and it, it would not start with an eight or nine. Um, it would start with a one.
4: And speaking of that championship <laughs> mindset, he said, um, I just know if I can make pars coming in, I'll be just fine. This golf course isn't going to allow many birdies. And if you can par it to death, It's coming in, especially with that wind direction being straight on 18, 16 pretty much being into it, and 17 being straight off the left is not the easiest wind coming in. So those final holes, given that he had four bogeys in a row, which he said he's not sure he's ever done in in a round, which is pretty remarkable in itself.
5: But for a guy of his talent, he usually is able to correct the ship a little bit before he gets to four but that's that's the way beth page came up and and really struck everybody on sunday and uh i'll admit i looked at those first two rounds not not just brooks but everybody else and geez there's a lot of 60s on that scoreboard um and i know the pga is set up more forgiving than the u.s open but i i thought man And I even tweeted it out, and I think I told you, too. I said, if Brooks continues to run away with this, will they give him the sign that says this is an extremely difficult golf course? The sign can stay right where it's at.
4: Yeah, Beth's page certainly lived up to the numbers. Um, And Brooks said it was definitely the most satisfying of all the majors he has won, no doubt
5: and with, with absolutely good reason. Um, it's one where he really had to dig deep to keep those wheels from coming off. Uh, I don't think Aaron Hills tested him in that fashion. Tommy Fleetwood put a great uh, amount of pressure on him at Shinnecock, as did Tiger at, at Bell Reeve. But even in, the, in those situations, he wasn't fighting the elements, and he wasn't fighting whatever in his swing he was fighting. And so this was a survivor's victory. And, uh, yeah, he absolutely uh, should put it at the top of the list. And I think with that, we've now kind of seen Brooks win in different kind of situations on Sunday. Uh, Easy course, brutal course, guys putting pressure on him. Uh, Four majors, you think about that. He is one shy of what has taken Phil Mickelson 30 years to get. Yeah, there're only two people with more majors, Phil and Tiger. Right. And uh and, and that's uh, for for a guy that has yet to turn 30, that that's an um, that's an amazing number. And uh, and to do it so quickly and to under to understand what what it does with the, what majors do to a person, um he's got you, you just think he's going to be in the mix, major in and major out, so to speak.
4: He was asked uh, you know, exactly, just what this stretch has meant to him. And he says, it's been so much fun these last two years. It's pretty close to two years. It's incredible. I don't think I even thought I was going to do it that fast. I don't think anybody did. Understatement. And to be standing here today with four majors, it's mind-blowing.
5: I think, you know, let's go back 22 months. And Brooks is coming off the win at Aaron Hill's. And what what was the first thing that anybody said about Brooks winning his first major at Aaron Hills? Well, that wasn't a US Open. You know, he got the easiest US Open setup perhaps in in history. We gotta see more out of him. And okay, fine. And then he goes and wins at Shinnecock, which to win back to back US opens, I don't care what the setup is. Uh, it's hard to win any. It's hard to win any tournament back to back, much less majors. So for him to be the first guy since Curtis Strange, that said a lot to me right there. And I kind of knew that he was built for Bell Reeve too, so that didn't surprise me at all. He, he's just become really the guy to look at. Uh, if Dustin Johnson wants to win a major, he's going to have to go through Brooks, and he realizes that. He had some comments uh that said he's a guy that, that I he's a buddy of mine but he's a guy that I look up to and a guy that I know I'm gonna have to beat if I want to win majors.
4: And Dustin Johnson completes the runner up grand slam.
5: And his I'll give you his exact quote. Yeah I'm excited.
4: <laughs> That's DJ, you gotta love him. <laughs> but you know I for myself with the lead that Brooks had on Sunday I was a little concerned, you know, He's he said that he can, you know, that I think he can kind of get bored out there. It's kind of strange, but um, I was afraid with that bag, big lead that he might start leaking oil, which, you know, I think were clearly the conditions and certainly the sure. way the golf course turned on the back nine. But what was interesting is when the fans started cheering and turning towards D.J., on what was it, the 14th hole, the par three, yeah. they started chanting, mm-hmm. DJ, DJ. Uh, and we know what those New York fans are all about. Uh, that got under his skin a little bit, and it kind of woke him up. Exactly.
5: Yeah. Exactly. He, uh, I, at that point, because that was the, the stretch where he had made the three bogeys, and uh, was getting ready to tee off on on 14. And it was actually, I think the DJ chant started after he missed the green at 14. But all of a sudden, now you snap to attention. And he might have been in a little bit of a fog trying to process the bogeys. And the fans that actually helped him because they pulled him out of that fog like nobody's business.
4: I love this question from... um... The press conference. Were you surprised, disappointed that the New York golf fans seemed to turn against you there? You're a baseball guy. Did you feel like you were playing for the Red Sox or something? <laughs> and Brooks said, it's New York. What do you expect when you're half choking it away, <laughs> smiling? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, for, you know, we've had a chance to be up close and personal with him now. And uh, yes, he might not be the most effervescent in terms of you know when he's addressing the media, but he really does tell you like it is, and he really does you know he opens himself
5: up he's pretty transparent honestly yeah, he tells you what he thinks he he he, he speaks very simply and obviously he carries a big stick too but uh he he is he doesn't he doesn't beat around anything he he doesn't uh talk. Uh, with lots of words and very little meaning uh, he, he just kind of tells it as is it, as it is in, in his own uh, abbreviated form and uh, I think that's refreshing um, and uh, you know let's let's go back what is it 70 years there was a guy that didn't talk a lot but won a lot of majors name a Hogan probably would not have been a star on social media whatsoever but uh, guy had game
4: uh, somebody compared him in the press room to Raymond Floyd. What do you think about that comparison?
5: I can see that. I I can definitely see that with the the it's kind of setting your jaw, uh, the 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 thousand yard stare, <laughs> the the having his mind solely on on what was in front of him, and and then going out and taking it. I can absolutely see that comparison.
4: Um. Uh, He was asked about the Ryder Cup. I think this really gives us just so much excitement looking ahead in a few years when Beth Page will host the Ryder Cup. It's going to be an amazing scene. The Ryder Cup to end
5: all Ryder Cups, perhaps. In
4: New York with, you know, U.S. versus Europe, um, it's going to be a very special Ryder
5: Cup, don't you think? Loud, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in the, uh, it may have uh, two separate interpretations. You thought,
4: you thought Kiowa back in the '90s was uh, was crazy. Or, this yeah, this or, is going to be,
5: or even Hazeltine a few years ago. Yeah, you know, and that was Minnesota. I was making this comparison to somebody else earlier in the week, and it's like Hazeltine was loud, Medina was loud. You know that Chicago fans are not that far behind New York and Philadelphia. Agree. I was there, and and so th- those were loud. Uh, I'm I'm kind of worried that, you know, the Wisconsinites may be a little nice. they got to get a lot of Packers fans down there. True, But um, you're going to be able to, I think as loud as Hazeltine was, you're going to hold that up side by side against what happens at Bethpage, and the decibel level isn't even going to match. It's not going to be comparable.
4: Well, we've got a lot more golf talk coming up as we do our uh, recap of the PGA Championship. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back.
6: Southbound 429 remains closed between Independence, Toll Plaza and Stony Brook North Parkway. Consider 27 or Avalon Road for an alternate as traffic is being diverted in the southbound lanes. Florida's Turnpike is slowing down northbound from a crash taking up the right lane right near Kissimmee Park Road. We're seeing eastbound delays on I-4 between Osceola Parkway and State Road 535. See traffic problems. Call the safetouchsecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477 from the Traffic Center. I'm Paige Carrera.
5: Get your deck summer ready and save Now at Lowe's, Valspar Solid Color Stain is easy to apply all weather protection in tons of colors. Mail in to get $15 back per gallon can or $45 per 5-gallon pail. Only on Valspar Stain and only at Lowe's.
2: For more than 35 years, Sam Snead's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Snead's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Snead's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meals. Meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal, it's a legendary experience.
1: Voted Best New Product by the International Network of Golf at the 2019 PGA Merchandise Show, Copper Tech Golf Gloves are a game-changer in golf. Copper Tech, the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation, joint, and muscle pain. Manufactured with a non-slip spider-weave silicone material in the palm, Copper Tech Gloves cause less grip tension, reduce wear and tear, and improve slip resistance in all types of weather. Prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands. For more info or to buy yours, go to CopperTechGlove.com. That's CopperTechGlove.com.
2: Dot com. My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver, Fairway, Hybrid, and Irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra-premium performance and innovation without the ultra-premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf.
4: Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com.
1: Happy new gear from Edwin Watts Golf, where we offer free custom club fitting on the hottest new arrivals. Featuring TaylorMade's new M5 and M6 Woods and Irons, Spider-X Putters, and TP5 and TP5 X-Golf Balls, Ping's new G410 Irons, Crossover, and G410 Plus Driver, as well as Titleist TS Woods and Pro V1 and Pro V1 X-Golf Balls. Make Edwin Watts Golf your one-stop shop for this year's hottest golf gear and accessories. Edwin Watts Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee.
2: For more than 35 years, Sam Sneeds Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneeds will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Snead's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneeds Tavern, more than a meal. It's a legendary experience.
6: FM 96.9 The Game has your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword hockey, H O C K E Y, hockey to 200, 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's hockey to 200, 200. Good luck.
1: Quite an impact,
2: actually, uh, when he sent uh, 300 hit me in the back of the head.
0: I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles blue.
4: We're back. The golf Insiders in the house. Holly G Strubbers along with Jeff Shane as we wrap up the PGA Championship. And we're going to waste no time at all because we want to get to one of our favorite Golf Insiders who was their wire to wire up at Beth Page Black, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com joining us now. Hey, Bob.
7: Hey, how's it going?
4: Good. What a whirlwind. Can't <laughs> believe uh, it was just a few days ago we were up there and we went from raw, damp, and cold to um, some beautiful sunshine in the middle of the week. And then that crazy, tw- what, 15, 20, gusting to 25 miles an hour on Sunday afternoon.
7: Yeah, it made for a, an interesting tournament because of that. Uh, you know, if, if it hadn't been for Brooks Koepka running away uh, there for most of it, um, you know, there was uh, that was a tough golf course with a lot of difficult conditions and, and different conditions. You know, it was chilly and it was really nice. And then, as you noted, it was cold on Sunday. And, you know, I, I think that is sort of the difference that we're going to get with a PGA in May. Um, instead of the, you know, the, just the hot weather, which which usually leads to a soft golf course because they have to keep it watered. Um, I think there's the possibility for a lot of different varying ways that the golf courses can play.
4: Yeah, I like it. Um, Rory McIlroy said something about you know that uh, it it played long. It put a premium um, on not more accuracy but angles. And he said, "You know, making sure you miss it in the right spot. I think that's almost a lost art in the game."
7: Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, uh, uh, and and that place, you know, it was pretty obvious. You there was a there was a penalty for hitting it unless, except for maybe Kepka, uh, who seemed to to extract extract himself from the rough a lot. Uh, there was a penalty for hitting it in the rough. I mean, it was very hard to get the ball close and. Um, you know, you, you were struggling for par after that. Certainly there were opportunities that, you know, randomly, but, uh, you know, if you, and, and, and as we saw, uh, on Sunday, he missed the 16th green long or Dustin Johnson did. Um, you know, he did all he could to get that, that, uh, that chip shot or that pitch shot, to seven to seven feet. And he missed it. You know, it's there's a huge miss right there. And, you know that's sort of I think what we look for. You know, it puts a premium on. You know, you got to hit the right shot right there, and and he wasn't able to do it.
4: Yeah, and I it's you know I think these guys should be tested. I mean, you know I I like the <laughs> fact I, I think we've all agreed uh, that we we love the fact that the PJs moved to May. Uh, definitely going to put um, some more weather in the mix. I think uh, as we go down the road here, um, but. I want to get your comments on Brooks in the press room said today was definitely the most satisfying out of all of them, the majors for how stressful that round was, how stressful DJ made it. That was probably, I know for a fact that was the most excited I've ever been in my life there on 18. Uh, Share with us what, what, you know, what it was like once Brooks realized he had gotten this done on Sunday.
7: Well, that was, that was total relief and you know he could say what he wants and you know put up a good front it would have been it would have been rough to lose to lose a tournament especially a major that way you know he led by six with with eight holes to go you know he had he had looked rock solid for uh, you know the entire for 63 holes basically you know the entire tournament and that we were talking about the scoring records and and records that uh, you know for for win differential and all that and then it, and then it got within one. I mean, in in, in a weird sort of way, it might have been the best thing that ever happened to him because um, he he had to really dig down and showing some emotion like that I think was good. I mean, for whatever reason there there's been some negatives towards him uh, and you know whatever you know the 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 US Open that he won the first one was on a course that wasn't deemed to be great and then he wins the second one at, at Shinnecock where everybody was complaining about the setup and then PGA the whole story was tiger cuz he finished second and and now this time you know i i i think he should be getting his due and and the way it went down was a good thing you know he didn't quite have it but he hung in there uh and uh you know the and and you saw the reason for having built a, a, a lead. That was big. That's why you try to build a lead, so you can give yourself the ability to, you know, make a few mistakes down the stretch.
5: And we've seen guys uh, with three-shot leads on 18 uh, seemingly have it all wrapped up, and then one bad shot leads to another bad shot. And all of a sudden, the guy that we had written all of our stories about, uh, you know, had him ready to go. Now we're in major rewrite because – didn't win or van didn't win
7: yeah the, the, the it's sort of lost in all this you know he made he made a par on the last hole but
5: yeah the,
7: the tee shot where it ended up did not look good at all and he had you know he had quite the hard shot to play out of there and it looked like it would go any if you go anywhere and uh uh you know as it was he managed to you know, get it to a position where he was able to get it up and down. I mean, that might be the one. Um, you know, maybe the one drawback uh, to the to best page is that is nice strong 18th hole. Uh, for as hard as the rest of the course is, to have the an 18th hole that's just so you know average really uh, is really is really odd. You know, they talked about maybe using the 18th hole on the red course or some sort of a hybrid. Mm. um and uh you know that that was discussed for the u.s opens that were played there uh but i mean what if he'd have what if he'd had to face a stout you know 480 yard par four to finish um of course the other guys would have too but it would have it would have made things a little bit maybe more interesting but still uh it uh it worked out
4: do you think driver was the play there on 18 i mean he could have you know, he could have hit three wood, he could have hit, I mean, something that maybe would have been a little more forgiving given how, given his length, but you know, not knowing the course conditions. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, he seems
7: so resolute in picking it driver, but you know, you're right. I mean, uh, the thing is, is at that point, uh, it's hard to believe that unless you, unless you, uh, uh, you know, really hit it horrible somewhere that you could make more than a five. And and that's all he needed, you know. And so, you know, you sometimes you think about just getting it in play somewhere. But, you know, we've seen guys, you know, get a little too cautious too. And then, then you feel way far back and you've got a really hard shot. That's no good either. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I have a hard time faulting his strategy. Um, but when you saw where that ball landed up, you know, wound up, it was, um, it was a little bit bad luck, but I mean, still that was, that was a dicey shot he had to play there. And, uh, and it worked out for him.
4: Bob, I want to ask you got, uh, just a couple minutes here. Um, do you think we whiffed in the press room on Tuesday, uh, not asking Tiger about, uh, you know, the, the weather, uh, you know, given the, the conditions, it was, you know, really raw, really cold, and, um, you know, with his back problems, I mean, you know, anybody that's got some back problems, cold weather is not good. It makes you stiff. And, you know, he alluded to not feeling well. You know, typical Tiger. He didn't make an excuse. Um, missed the cut, though. But, you know, what were your thoughts on that?
7: Yeah, I mean, it's, you look back on it now and it was is very, very um, kind of a strange week. Um, there's been a lot of a lot of chatter. Oh, he needed a play, you know, in, in Charlotte. I, I'm not sure that was the issue, to be honest with you. I mean, I I really saw that as a one-off that we need to give him the benefit of the doubt on um, after the Masters and the the emotion of that, and then trying to pick yourself back up. Um, if you're not ready to go, it, it it doesn't make sense. I don't think to force it. On the other hand, you can make the argument. Well, maybe he needed to get himself ready to go sooner. I get that. You know, like a, a week after. You know, like the Sunday after the Masters on April 21st. You know, maybe he, he he goes to bed that night thinking, okay, it's back to work tomorrow, and you start sort of trying to work your way back. Uh, but you know, the other side of it is, is, for all those years after every Masters that he played. Uh, not even the ones, you know, not just the ones that he won, but the ones where he came close or the ones where he didn't, he put a lot into getting ready for all those masters. It, it was always peaking at a big amount of peaking for it. And then a huge exhale. And there was always a long time after, you know, and now it's condensed. You know, he had, he does, sometimes he didn't play until quail hollow, sometimes not until the players Championship since it moved, he had a good three or four weeks in there. Usually this time there was only two weeks in between, two off weeks. The doubt there, You're, to your point about the weather, you know, I watched him on Monday. It never got above 45 degrees when he was out there. He looked fine. I thought he looked pretty good actually for it, but that doesn't mean he's going to be okay the next day. Right. And 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 so to your point, I think there's something there. You know, uh, he didn't allude to what was bothering him, but I think it was a combination of not feeling well and I think he was a little stiff. Um, yep. His caddy Joe said after on Friday that he came out of two iron shots on the back nine. He said, I don't know that he was hurting. I don't think he was, but that was unlike him. In- including on the last hole when he only had a sand wedge in. hit a pretty good drive, had a sand wedge in. He needed a birdie to make the cut. And he came out of it and didn't even hit the green. And so, you know, what, what bothers the back the most is not the driver's shot, but the, the, the shots where you have to bend over more, the shorter clubs and the putter. And so it makes you wonder, you know, just you just and he has said, I'm just not going to have it sometimes. Right. There's no question he's going to be way better off when the weather is warm. You know, so Pebble might not be great for him either. You know, it could be chilly out
4: Exactly.
7: There. Same with the open. I mean, he needs the temperature to be warmer than 40s in the morning, 50s in the morning.
4: It was it was cold even for us walking around the course and maybe colder sitting in the press room all week. It was uh it was like a fridge in there, Bob.
7: Yeah, there was a two club wind blowing in there for sure.
4: Absolutely. Well as always we appreciate your time and uh hey, who's your pick at Colonial before we let you go?
7: Oh wow, well hey, can I go with Tony C now?
5: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
7: I'm really going out of the limb, right. Well they've already played around, so uh I'll say this, I did have Kepka with a lot of people last week. It, it's incredible how just it seemed like it was going to be his week. It really turned out to be. Yeah,
4: it was a, it was a fantastic PGA championship. Beth Page Black uh, just uh, did not disappoint any of us, that's for sure. And it was great seeing you, Bob, and spending some time. Thanks so much.
7: Thanks a lot. Take care. You
4: listen to the Golf Insiders 96 9 the game. More golf talk coming up.
6: Well, not a whole lot has changed. Northbound 429 remains closed. This is between Independence Toll Plaza and Stony Brook West Parkway. Southbound is having to alternate traffic, so use Avalon Road or 27 for an easier ride. Eastbound trouble on the beach line stop and go between I-4 and Universal Boulevard, and we're seeing delays in the westbound direction, too. Watch for a crash northbound on 417 that's blocking the shoulder right at the turnpike. See traffic problems. Call the safetouchsecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477. From the Traffic Center, I'm Paige Carrera.
5: This report is sponsored by Dell.
6: Very special announcement ahead. Get up to $300 off. Select Dell and Alienware computers with Intel Core processors exclusively during Dell's Memorial Day sale. Enjoy free shipping on everything including electronics and accessories like Bose headphones. Call 800-BUY-DELL. That's 800-BUY-DELL or go to Dell.com slash Memorial Day.
2: My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver, Fairway, Hybrid, and Irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, Innovation and price. Get EXS Ultra Premium performance and innovation without the Ultra Premium prices. Visit TourEdge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics: the best value for the best performance in golf.
1: Voted Best New Product by the International Network of Golf at the 2019 PGA Merchandise Show, Copper Tech Golf Gloves are a game-changer in golf. Copper Tech, the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation, joint, and muscle pain. Manufactured with a non-slip spider-weave silicone material in the palm, Copper Tech Gloves cause less grip tension, reduce wear and tear, and improve slip resistance in all types of weather. Prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands. For more info or to buy yours, go to CopperTechGlove.com. That's CopperTechGlove.com.
4: Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com.
2: For more than 35 years, Sam Sneeds Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneeds will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Snead's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneeds Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary
0: experience. 96.9 The Game, FM, HD, online at 96.9thegame.com, on your phone with the iHeartRadio app, and on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos, and iHeartRadio station.
2: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security
0: you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you, Jake. That's just the way it is. Don't play in Pebble, won't pay the price. My muni, I think it's nice. Swing in the house drives my wife up the wall. She shouldn't worry. We're back.
4: The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G along with Jeff Shane. And it was a great week up at Beth Page Black. And this man was wearing all kinds of hats, including. Manning, the morning edition of Live From on Golf Channel. He's just a multi-talented guy. He sure is, and we're lucky to have him on for a few <laughs> minutes tonight to get his thoughts on the PGA Championship. And Brooks Kepka. Todd Lewis on the line. Hey, Todd.
3: Hey, Ali. Jeff, how are you?
4: Doing great. Um, your thoughts on the big win. Did you get to sit down with Brooks after the championship I, I did. Yeah. And
3: uh, it's uh, you can find it on probably going on golfchannel.com and, and searching for it. Um, pretty revealing interview about I mean, it was, you know, it, it it's interesting. I've had a lot of players tell me that when they show up on the first tee on Sunday with the lead, it is a burden in a lot of ways because it is fear of failing. Uh, some players are scared of winning, as weird as that may sound, because it puts them in an uncomfortable spot. Sure. Um, and, you know, it takes them a couple of tries before they ultimately do cross that threshold. But if, especially if you do this at a major championship and you have a seven-shot lead, then you have everything to lose, in my opinion. So that pressure was on Bruce and In that interview, we talked about, you know all the emotions that he went through in that final round um and how he was able to refocus himself as he was he was walking from the 14th green to the 15th tee at a minute and a half a uh, bit of solitude because it's a little bit of a walk and he heard the chants of DJ DJ from that raucous New York crowd and it just gave him that chip on the shoulder that he sometimes needs and uh but you're an impressive player uh I, I said this last week, I don't think there is a player that has as much belief in his game who walks the walk and talks the talk right now, probably since Tiger Woods in his heyday. So he's, he's definitely imposing and somewhat intimidating to other players.
4: Yeah, t- to that point, Todd, he said in the press conference, I'm not trying to lose, I'm not trying to finish second, I'm trying to win. Who does that remind us us of?
3: Yeah, Tiger Woods. I mean exactly. you ask him anytime. he would show up at a tournament or Tuesday or Wednesday and say, Hey, what are your expectations this week? He would look and with a snarling uh, dismissive face, look. <laughs> yeah, like I can't believe you're asking me that. I'm here to win. Um and I kinda that's that's Brooks. Not quite to the extreme that Tiger was. Uh because he did it for a pretty good while there. He was that consistent. But he's on a great run right now and I yeah, I I'd hate to face him if I'm if I'm out there
5: on the PGA tour. That said, and 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 your colleague Rex Hoggard wrote about it a little bit earlier in the week, um, and I've compared it to Chris Carter, the wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver, the the guy who's all he does is catch touchdowns. Brooks Kepka, all he does is win majors. How does he translate this into, you know, Memorial or? John Deere or or Quail Hollow or whatever tournament he signs up for that doesn't have a major championship trophy attached to it.
3: Well, I think he is focused on that, Jeff. I mean, he really does. I mean, although he's very proud of his four major championships. in his last Absolutely. um, And which, you know, there was some question prior to his win at Bethpage, if he belongs in the hall of fame. Now he's solidified a spot, in my opinion, four major championships will do that. Um, And I, I, that is important to him. Um, and if, you, if I remember correctly, he finished top five at the Byron Nelson the week prior to the PGA. So it's not like he just kind of cruises in these other tournaments. But he does see it as a, a bit of a glaring hole in his resume, and it's something he wants to improve on. Um, he's not playing next week at the Memorial, but he will be playing at the Canadian Open uh, prior to the U.S. Open, the RBC Canadian Open. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't be the favorite there. I don't see why he wouldn't be a favorite at the U.S. Open. But uh, he does, it, it is interesting how... I guess, on the lesser stages, and I don't want to call any PGA Tour event a less stage because it's difficult to win on that tour or any tour. Um, but when he, he comes to the majors, man, he's he's ferocious. And, and I guess his focus is sharper and his confidence and belief is sharper, too.
5: Or is it one of those situations where it's not Brooks necessarily, it's the other PGA Tour players who maybe don't have the ingredient that they need to win at a major but they the can go out and make a lot of birdies at Trinity Forest and win the Byron Nelson.
3: Well, I mean, that's a good point, too. I mean, you're right. I mean, you show up um, you show up at Beth Page and you're looking at 4-inch rough that's dense, that's thick, that's, you know, so penalizing. Um, and you're like, some guys play defense as opposed to showing up, you know, like at Byron Nelson, as I mentioned, where they're playing offense. And some guys can't, you know, can't switch it i mean brooks showed showed up last week saying look man i can make birdies out here like crazy what are you talking about and <laughs> right yeah so
4: at his chops so that's,
3: right so so that's him that's his attitude uh so yeah you're right when 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 it's a more difficult test the better players step up and that's what brooks kept is doing
4: i thought it was interesting rory made the comment when asked about brooks that uh he said, um, unfortunately, I've played pretty early the last couple of days, so I've been able to watch quite a lot of him play, and he's just really in control. He's got the golf ball under control with all aspects of his game. You know, it's one thing to say, yeah, you know, I think the majors are easier to win, but you also have to hit the shots and execute your game plan.
3: Right. Well, he's going to be such a threat in major championships. A, he's got power. Graham McDowell told me on Sunday prior to his round, we were talking about what Brooks was doing. He said, if I'm here, then if I have a long shot, let's say 190 yards out, it's hard for me to get it on the green because I can't get my club under the ball to get the proper elevation uh whereas Brooks Kepka, first he's going to be 30 yards further and secondly he's got so much power he can elevate the ball out of the rough so that's a huge advantage for him and if you look at his statistics talking about Kepka's, none of them are really great I mean like really really stunning yeah but his weakest stats all of his stats are generally above PGA Tour average so he's very good in a lot of statistical categories just not great in one particular category or another. Does that make sense? He's very well balanced yeah. through the bag. Yeah. I have to
4: tell you, um, what I was most looking forward to was to watching um, the, the live from after the championship on Golf Channel, but I was at a conference in the middle of nowhere that did not have the Golf Channel on uh, the hotel cable. So I want to ask, is Brandel now a believer? Is who, I'm sorry? Brandel.
3: Oh, is Brandon a believer?
4: <laughs> I was waiting to hear uh, his uh, mea yeah, culpa.
3: He is firmly a believer, uh, absolutely. Um, and I don't think he ever believed that Brooks was uh, a great player. I just, I think, look, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he, we, he should be lauded as maybe one of the great, put in the category as Tiger. But I think that has changed now. Um, and definitely – Brooks uh, kind of, like, silenced some of those criticisms or questions, I should say, not criticisms, uh, that Brandle put out there. But Brandle, being the great professional he is, saw what Brooks did and, and, and openly admitted, hey, I'm a believer. You know, my assessments of him probably were off. If I had any questions about it, he's proving me wrong. So, so that hopefully that's put to bed. I don't think Brooks needs to get into – actually, I thought it was a little, you know, beneath Brooks, like, kind of like if you had that venom, um, you know, an analyst is, is – is there just
4: doing his job? Yeah,
3: doing his job. He's studying exactly. the game, and Brandel is very, very good at his job. Yes, and, he sure is.
4: And as always, yeah, so I, you guys, especially at the majors, giving golf fans so much in-depth and fantastic coverage. We always appreciate it, Todd. And uh, good to see you on the desk. It was uh, <laughs> that was fun.
3: Yeah, it's good. I like to mix it up. I like to do, you know, I, I'm kind of like Brooks. I don't want to be great at one thing. I just want to be good at a lot of things.
4: I know. You're doing, the, you know, the play-by-play and, and the desk and, and, and the after interviews. Always good stuff. And we always appreciate you. your time, Todd. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. You're listening to the Golf Insiders ninety six nine. The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk.
7: I got the magic in me. That track, it turns into gold.
2: For more than 35 years, Sam Sneeds Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneeds will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Snead's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Snead's Tavern. More than a meal, it's a legendary experience.
0: You're in the Zone with Brandon Kravitz and the Shot Doctor. Back in the good old days, that oh, never happened. Oh, boy. Hop into my time machine. Back in the good old days when the breadwinner got home, sat down there on the couch and got served dinner. That's the good old days. That's when men were men. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Let me tell you how that would go. Hey, honey, I know you just got done working an eight-hour shift at the vet clinic and you're pregnant, but could you <laughs> vacuum the house for me? And make it snappy. In the Zone, weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m., with Brandon Kravitz and the Shot Doctor.
2: My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver, Fairway, Hybrid, and Irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit TourEdge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf.
1: Voted Best New Product by the International Network of Golf at the 2019 PGA Merchandise Show, Copper Tech Golf Gloves are a game-changer in golf. Copper Tech, the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation, joint, and muscle pain. Manufactured with a non-slip spider-weave silicone material in the palm, Copper Tech Gloves cause less grip tension, reduce wear and tear, and improve slip resistance in all types of weather. Prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands. For more info or to buy yours, go to CopperTechGlove.com. That's CopperTechGlove.com.
4: Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com.
0: Friday night, Orlando City squares off against the Los Angeles Galaxy. Catch pregame at 6.30 and kickoff at 7. Catch the match on our sister station, Real Radio 104.1 and iHeartRadio.
3: Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. And then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well.
0: I want my dream, yeah.
4: We're right. back, the Guff Insiders, wrapping up an hour day. of intelligent guff talk right. in the house. Holly I'm G and, well. we're not young, and we're my good friend and caddy, Jeff Shane. Don't hit driver. No, keep it in the short <laughs> stuff. Um, we got a lot more to get to in this. Last segment we're going to bring in. Because
5: yeah, it's Thursday. We actually have leaderboards. I, if
4: we do. We have leaderboard right now. Tony Finau is Hi. six under, shot a 64 at Colonial. Uh, and Jordan Spieth, one shot back, shooting 65. Jordan having a good showing at Bethpage, which has to be boosting his confidence because we know that's not really a golf course for him. And want to get uh, Gary Van Sickle's thoughts on that from the morning read. Hello, Mr. Van Sickle.
8: How's it going?
4: Going well. Um, what do you think about Jordan and how he played? And he's 500 he today. He
8: got a short game back at Beth Page. He was putting like the Jordan of old. And somebody tweeted the stat today, which I'd seen earlier, but he was picking up. Uh, what did he pick up for the week? Like strokes game, putting was like twenty one and he was losing strokes, he agreed. But even so, that's pretty impressive. So if he can if he can hit the ball anyone at the club base you're keeping him play, uh everything else is working great. So he he can put some low scores up. He just has to avoid some of those snappers he was hitting the last few weeks and it looks like maybe he's got it figured out. So it'd be fun to have him back in the mix.
5: And he's coming this week to a course where it really does fit him—a win in two seconds. And so, if you're if you're going to be bullish on Jordan Spieth, this is the week. I guess
8: Colonial's just one of those places where he throws the golf glove on the first tee and he's in contention. He doesn't have to do anything; he's just automatic. So, uh, guys have course guys have courses like that. You know, that's just the way golf is. Courses for courses. It's a cliche because it's based on.
4: In reality. Gary, what uh, were your thoughts on Sunday after uh, Brooks finally sealed the deal on 18 and really showed some relief? And, and actually, I thought just some, you know, heart, heartfelt smiles finally. You know, it was just it was really good to see him, you know, just kind of let the air out a little bit.
8: Yeah, it was fun. I think the interesting thing about him is he's won four majors, nobody's handed any of them to him. He went out and got him. And the last one maybe was the most impressive because he, he had a touchdown lead and lost most of it. And then he basically had to kind of suck it up and win it a second time in the win in the last four holes, which he did. I, I'm most impressed by the fact that this guy reminds me of Tiger in the sense that when he has to hit a shot, he pulls it off. doesn't matter what the shot is. He's got all the shots. And uh, he's a closer. How many guys, you know, I would, I would say he's a closer, Jordan Speed's a closer, Tiger Woods, young Tiger Woods was a closer. We don't have a lot of other guys I would say are closers at, at the top of golf. So I think, you know, I wrote earlier in the week that the road to all future major titles is runs through Brooks Kepka now. You're going to have to beat him. At least half the time, he's won four of the last eight. You're going to have to beat him if you want to win a major in And that's bad news for Tiger Woods. He won the Masters, and he's going to win a couple more. Now he has to beat Brooks Kepka and I think that was one reason Tiger was so kind of uh, laid back after he missed the cut. I don't think he was, you know, I don't think he didn't care about it. I think he was resigned to thinking, I just saw the future, and it's Brooks Kepka and I I can't beat that guy when he's playing like that. So that's what they all have to look forward to, and it's going to be fun to see whether Kafka can sustain this kind of play, and I I don't see any reason why he can't.
5: Even Dustin Johnson was saying after Sunday's round that, you know, yes, uh, Brooks and I are good buddies, but he's a guy that I have to go beat if I want to win any major from here on out, and it is kind of amazing. Brooks has six wins, four of the majors, and Dustin and uh, for all of his power and and a similar type game, has 20 wins and one major.
8: Yeah, but he just matched the the uh, runner-up grand slam, so he's got that going for him. Indeed. Yeah, you, saw, you saw the difference. I mean, Brooke, the difference between those two guys is Brooke captain gets the ball in the hole. Dustin Johnson looks great, doesn't get the ball in the hole. Uh, somehow, I, I couldn't believe this, that was right, but TV showed that. Justin Johnson led the, led the uh, PGA in proximity to the hole with, from chipping. Cause all I did was see him chip at the, like six feet and miss putt. So I, I don't know how how that could happen, but even giving him uh, even giving him his chipping, his putting stroke isn't the greatest under pressure. And uh, honestly, between him and his caddy, his brother, I don't I don't really think they read greens well. Cause sometimes it seems like he gets a lot of putts that he's happy with, and they don't go in. So that means he didn't hit them on the right line. I wonder. I wonder what would happen if Stevie Williams, that would have been Dustin Johnson's caddy for the last seven years. But the point is, closing is about making getting the ball in the hole, and Dustin isn't as good at it as Brooks Jeff.
4: Well, and and definitely those uh, bogeys on sixteen and seventeen, uh, and and hey, let's face it, those are those were three tough holes. Uh, to finish things off on Sunday. But he did shoot three under under some brutal conditions.
8: Yeah, he, oh, he played a great round. But even he said, you know, go back, he left he left strokes out there on the green. Even Sunday, but certainly the first three days, it's kind of similar to the difference uh, at the Masters, where Kepka had five three-putt greens, and I think Tiger only had two. And then Sunday, he got, Kepka got that Gusman win at 12, which knocked his well-struck shot into the water. Uh, you know, if you fix any of those two things, Kepka wins the Masters, and Tiger doesn't, and we're talking about a whole different scenario right now. We're talking about Kepka, you know, seriously going after Albus McCall Day in Morning Reed. I think you have to start wondering, are we going to have to start looking where this guy's going to really hit the double digits in majors? I mean, he might do it, and how soon can he get there and can he catch Tiger? Can he catch Jack? I think he gets pretty close to being on the verge of being in that conversation. And uh so I thought I'd jump I thought I'd jump again and go ahead and start that conversation today.
5: <laughs> well, Vegas has the over under, it's seven and a half by age fifty. I'm I take yeah, it well, you're taking the over?
8: I, I I would take the over. What would you take?
5: I I'm I'm very bullish. I, I'm taking the over as well, and I'm I'm moving quickly before the number changes.
8: I, well, that's that's a good that's a good move. You know, that's one of those things. I, I don't like betting on golf because it's so hard to predict and it's kind of a sucker bet. And also, I don't like this bet because I don't want to have to wait. You know, put up money and have to wait a couple of years to collect it.
5: <laughs> or you know,
8: be like betting on a baseball team's one loss record. Well, if you're making the bet in April, you can't collect it until October. It's like I don't have that kind of patience.
5: I want my money now. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and in this case, he. I mean, I think we all think he's going to do it quickly, but it could take 12 years.
8: Yeah, well, you know, and Jeff and Holly, what if, just think about this, what if he, there's two more majors, what if he wins one of them? You know, the, the Open Championship is going to Royal Fort Rush in Northern Ireland. Kept his kid, is Ricky Elliott. He grew up in Royal Fort Rush. He's been on that course. He knows. He's on a first-name basis with every blade of grass at Royal Rush. So right away, he's got a huge knowledge advantage over every other American player who's going to the Open. So I don't know how he's not going to be, and he's great at flying the ball low, I don't know how he's not going to be the, the favorite to win the Open championship. Now, Pebble Beach, I don't know if he'll be the favorite, uh, but he certainly is going to be one of them, you know, you think the long ball hitter doesn't have as big an advantage at Pebble, depending on how wide the fairways are, and yet you look at the success that Tiger and Phil and Dustin Johnson have had there. Obviously, a big hitter can play there, but let's just say he wins one, one of the next two. Now he's a five. You know, I mean, so he's already halfway to double figures. I mean, he can get there in a hurry, and he starts passing, you know, five is Phil still, Mickelson still and Seve, So he's on the verge of history if he can keep it going.
4: He is, and I think – Uh, Brooks knows exactly where he's going. When he said double digits in the press room, I think that raised a lot of eyebrows earlier in the week at Beth Page. And look at the conversation we're in right now. That guy's in control.
8: Yeah. And that was probably not the smartest thing to say. But when you say that, then you you back it up and you go out and win that week. It it looks a lot better. You know, if I would have been him, I would have been thinking I'm going to get the double digits. But I would have said, I'm just trying to, I want to win as many major sites as I can. I just want to see how many I can win. I don't want to really put a number on it, but um, he did it, and maybe he does that depression. You know, he just says he needs a chip on his shoulder. Maybe he needs that chip of people making fun of him saying that. Maybe that drives them. So uh, I haven't figured the guy out yet, but I like everything about his game. I like the way he takes care of business. I like the way he do too game and
4: we do, too, Gary, we got to run, so thanks. And uh, Gary Van Sickle from The Morning Read, check out his articles this week, themorningread.com. Thanks, my friend. Jeff, we got to okay. wrap it up here. Uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Speed. I want to see him get back in the winner's circle.
5: I was also, uh, that was my pick earlier in the week, riding that momentum. This is, if you're going to go from a great PGA to a place that you know well, uh, this is the week to do it.
4: And a great tournament, the Charles Schwab Challenge uh, at Colonial, a a, a great, great golf course. Thank you,
5: Charles Schwab, for saving this tournament.
4: Indeed. Uh, The Texas swing that's sort of been uh, cut in half, but uh, it's a lot of fun. We got to run. We appreciate you listening. The Golf Insiders. Bye-bye.